Hey there, and thank you very much for tuning into this episode of The House of Growth. I create this community for people to take their next step along the journey of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual growth. And if you enjoy this episode, then I'd be grateful if you could like it on social media or share it with anyone in your family, your friendship group, your community that you think would benefit from listening to it. I really appreciated Rick for taking the time to chat to me today. Um, We really dived into the importance of understanding and developing our inner world in order to live a more uh, connected, more rich, more purpose-driven life. I hope you enjoy the show and I'd love to hear from you with any comments that you have or any suggestions for future episodes and topics that you'd love to hear about. You connect with me and I would love to connect with you. Rick, thank you so much for hopping on the House of Growth. I'm delighted to have you on the show. I've been an admirer of your work for a while and I know there's there's many thousands of people that would love to be chatting with you now and uh, I really appreciate you being with here with me here today. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me, Graham. It's great to be here with you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. So, Rick, you um, you support high achievers. You work with people from all walks of life, really, to live a more emotionally connected and, and purpose-driven life. And I know you're really about that that deep inner work, same as me. So, I'd love for you to just share a little bit more about what it is you do and how you work with people. Mm-hmm. Great question. Um, I think to set the frame for that is really the reason that I am so driven to do the inner work like yourself is because I was an entrepreneur. I was a high achiever who was living a life that was brilliant in its own ways, but it was having me not truly be connected to myself to the world, to what I was doing in a really deep and meaningful way, which manifested itself as a type of disconnection, a type of malaise that I was experiencing and feeling in my life that was, yeah, it was like a disconnection from my soul, a disconnection from my heart, a disconnection from from the juice and the beauty and the the meaning of life. And and I, I didn't really know what that was. And So I went on this amazing journey myself to reconnect to my soul, to reconnect to my heart, to my inner world, to that which is meaningful to me. And and, and I think that's what we're here for. I believe that we're here to bring forth our souls, which could be, we could call from the other world, could be from the deeper part of your psyche, however you want to relate to that. And and I believe we're here to, to transmute that into this world. And I went on my own journey with that. And because I did that and, and I walked the path and there was many mistakes that I learned along the way, in the doing of that, I was able to like figure a path out. I was able to figure a way through my own mistakes that made a more effective way of working through the inner work. And I then began to share that with people and it became my passion. It was first my hobby, then it became my passion, then it became my work. So now I help you know, high achieving men mostly who are at their part in their life. They've built this beautiful, incredible life in some senses, but often have become disconnected from themselves, from the meaning that their work is doing, often their relationships, because there's been such an external focus, um, which can come into its own wounding, um, 
and also is beautiful because it's an invitation into deeper work it, it is a it is a if you reach that point in your journey and if you're listening to this and you reach that point in your journey it's not something to be disappointed about i actually congratulate my clients when they're at that point because you can only be having that realization you can only be listening to this and having that understanding if you're at that point in your life lots of people aren't tuned into what we're speaking about right now so if you're able to tune into this if this is shown up for you and you're relating to this that's a moment to celebrate it might not be a comfortable moment just like if you go to the gym or you go for a run or you're, you're doing a 10 20k you're at that 18k mile it's not very fun but you are approaching the finish line you are approaching a, a new transition um of life and death and i know before graham you were just speaking about the passing of the queen in england and we're both british and, and you were saying how this is bringing this solidarity of people together there is a there is a coming together in death that we do and there's a coming together in rebirth and i believe this process is a kind of death and a rebirth process in a sense you know it's a it's a dying of a reaching out for the outer world and, and hoping that that will appease our inner world and a realization that it is actually our inner world that we create our outer world from and that transition is a really beautiful place to be so if you haven't fully made it yet and you're in it i always say congratulations and i, and I celebrate people who are in that space because i know what it's like to get on the other side and, and i'm sure you support your clients in similar journeys so yeah, that's kind of my take. That's who I help. So mostly, long story short, I help high achieving men, often entrepreneurs, um, often people who are artists or athletes, these types of things who have created a lot of external success and are now looking to create a rich and full inner world that matches their ability to create on the external world. Yeah, so powerful. I love that. And, and so much of that resonated with the way I see things as well. And I love what you said there about you know, celebrating people that are, you know, on that path or approaching that path. And it, it is, I truly believe it is something to be grateful for because, you know, throughout most of human history, no one has ever had the opportunity to do so. It's, it's such a recent thing that mm. there are, we are able to view the world in this way where, you know, we can, I mean, I don't know too much about what, what life was like thousands of years ago. Maybe we more, were happier when we were more connected to nature. Maybe we're seeking to transcend uh, problems that we've created in our society. But nevertheless, it does seem like at a certain point when one accomplishes certain things in life, uh, either through a career or external pursuits, that we get to a certain point and then the journey leads us sort of back inwards to... <laughs> to see what's going on in the in in the inner world and, and i love what you said there about high achievers high achieving men or, or, or whoever just focusing on that external path and then coming back to the to the to the internal path what why do you think it is that so many people find themselves caught up in the let's call it the external world like the you know the job or the, the you know the, the social media account or the this or the that the, mm -hmm. or the or the bank account or accolades or recognition like why is mm -hmm. it that we so often like find that that is the attractive path what do you think about that it's a great question Graham. i think we're looking for that the path of what we call the first mountain or external success is because it's routed in physiological safety so if we look at maslow's hierarchy of needs or we look at human needs psychology across the board what we're looking for primarily as human beings is to be safe 
Meaning that if we create resources or if we have status in the world, which is often why we go on external pursuits, in the pursuit of that or in the attainment of that, we do create more safety. So if you get more likes on Facebook or Instagram, you are essentially at some level creating more safety for yourself. And if you go out in your career and you create a, an excellent product, but maybe it's not fully in alignment with your heart and your values, but nonetheless, you go out and you create it and, and you create something that is of value to the world and it creates revenue for you, then you're receiving financial rewards for that, which creates physiological safety, meaning that you can put a roof over your head um, and you can have food and resources to do the things that you need to do in life. Um, even things with friends and family, these types of things that, that live for a, a relatively comfortable human life. However, once you reach that, once you've reached a level of physiological safety, which doesn't have to be too elaborate, it's actually um, relatively easy in the Western world for most of us to create a, a, a decent enough level of physiological safety. And there's systems in place to give that to most people who are willing and able. And those who aren't willing and able, we also have systems in place for that. It's not a perfect system, but it kind of works. And it works well-ish uh, compared to where we were 50, 100, 200 years ago. Um, but always room for improvement, nonetheless. So, but anyway, my main point is that we do long for physiological safety and going out after physical pursuits in the world, outer success creates physiological safety. But then what we do is we create that and then we often find that we haven't actually created what's more important to us, which is actually connection and love. And that's what comes from the inner world. That's what comes from reassessing and realigning what our values are, what's meaningful to us. Because once you have that level of physiological safety, you realize that it's not fulfilling your, your heart, your emotions, your values in a way that's meaningful to you. And you kind of hit a roadblock where maybe your relationships aren't quite how you want them, or maybe you're not quite energized when you wake up in the morning to go to work because you're not actually intrinsically connected to the meaning and change and impact that you're making in the world. And I do believe that we are here to support and serve other human beings. And when that support and when that service is given from a place of intrinsic motivation, meaning that it's naturally meaningful to you, that's something that you want to bring forth, it's something that you want to give, there is a real beauty and meaning that we get to experience in that. And I think that's what people really want. People really want meaning. People really want connection. People really want to express themselves in a way that feels true to their heart and soul. And I think when we're living true to our heart and soul, which moves slightly into the esoteric, when we're living in that space, when we're living in connection, when we're having meaningful conversations, when we're linked and connected to our work, life feels amazing. It feels rich. And that's what I truly believe a really successful life is. And I think that's what people are truly longing for beyond the physiological safety. And we could start to look at, you know, that being and linking into more physio, you know, um, sorry, psychological uh, safety in a sense. It's a, it's a type of psychological thriving. It's, it's, it's psychological health um, when I think we're living from that space. Because when you're living in that kind of healthy psychological space, when you're connected to your heart or your soul, however you want to word it, and you're doing something meaningful, you're less likely to want to grab the sugar or the alcohol or the food or the drugs or the maladaptive behaviors which aren't truly serving your life because you're connected. You're connected to your heart. And when you're connected from that space, those things just aren't relevant for your life. 
because you're already being fulfilled. You're already being nourished. A quick word for me before I get you right back to the show. I'd love for you to connect with me on Instagram at Graham the Coach. And please connect with Rick too at I am Rick William. If you're enjoying this episode, you might also appreciate accessible spirituality, healing and growth with the founder of Street Spirituality, Eddie Elsie, or the episode with Harry Liddell, Men's Work in a Modern World. Harry is a men's coach and masculinity educator. Now right back to the uninterrupted show. I love that. You know, that, that really touches deep. And, and you know, I, I've been in this position myself and I speak to so many people now that find themselves in this position where um, they've achieved a, a certain amount of success and everything on the outside uh, looks fantastic. In, in many ways, they've, they've maybe like ticked all of the boxes that they created for themselves on the to-do mm. list of life. And, you know, salvation is not forthcoming and, you know, energy is not forthcoming, a feeling of real confusion, a feeling of, uh, you know, just, just feeling drained, no matter how much sleep you get, no matter how much exercise you do, no matter how much meditation you do, no matter how much of all of these things that we're mm. taught to do will, uh, you know, deliver health, deliver, deliver wellness, but they do not. And in my experience so far, what I'm seeing is that one of the best things you can do for your well-being is have a connection to something that you see as really deep and meaningful, mm. either through your work or some something that you do in, in addition to your work. And that that seemed to me to be seems to me to be an important part, like that connection. And and that word keeps like coming up. And I want to just dive a little bit deeper into that word connection, if that's okay with you. The, the yeah, like the I think. For most people that are listening to this, they're, they're on that journey of, of growth and, and, and self-development. And many people that I speak to that are listeners are kind of doing a lot of work for themselves in the self-development space. And, you know, hopefully like working with a coach and or a therapist and, and they're on that journey. So I think that there's often an understanding of like seeking more, seeking more from life, seeking more from the world. And the word connection is an interesting one, you know, like connection to loved ones, connection to family, like feeding, particularly uh, with a lot of men that I speak to. I'm, I'm a member of a, a, a men's circle, which, you know, I, I love and appreciate and really value. And, you know, like that's what I describe as a space of like really deep and meaningful connection. Are you able to tell me in your own words, like what you feel like it means to create a sense of like deep connection in life mm, that's a great question and i love that you're a part of a men's group i think they're incredibly powerful and i also love the piece that you shared on you know purpose and meaning being this intrinsic part of health and if we look at the studies on that there are over ten thousand studies on pubmed alone linking into the benefits of having a purposeful and meaningful life. And, and there's been real studies done on this. One of those studies, uh, I can't remember the specific name of the study itself, and I can potentially send you the link, which you could put in the show notes if that's something you do. But it linked a sense of purpose and meaning in life to reduce all cause mortality, all cause mortality, meaning that having a sense of purpose in life literally had a biological impact on your cells, on your body, meaning that it's as if, the way that I translate that is like, it's as if by having a, a sense of purpose and meaning that we are intrinsically connected to, 
It's like the aliveness of life moves through us. And in the doing of that, we receive more aliveness. So it's because we're giving from aliveness. It's almost like our cells become more alive and we become healthier in the process. You know, we've all had that when we were uh, maybe a kid at school and you were pretending to be ill. Um, hands up if we've, we've done that, right? You pretend to be ill, right? And, you know, then suddenly you realize two or three hours later, you're actually sick. <laughs> you almost, you convince yourself that you were sick. You told the cells in your body that you were sick and then you soon become sick. And then you're wondering why that happened. And I know I, that happened to me two or three times when I was a child. And I think by that point, I just stopped doing it or probably come up with a more elaborate plan to escape, escape uh, school and home, homework. Um, but yeah, looping back into your point on connection, I believe that connection can only be experienced from an internal perspective. Like I cannot share anything with you, Graham, that I have not received or experienced myself. It's very hard for me to give my love or give my care or give my attention or give my energy if I haven't cultivated and created that within myself. It's very hard to have compassion for other people if inside my narrative is I'm beating myself up all the time, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, this isn't good enough, that's not good enough. You know, I'm not doing well enough, I'm not rich enough, I'm not wise enough, I'm not smart enough. If that's my predominant internal narrative, it's very hard for me to be truly compassionate to other people and for that to feel authentic. I truly believe that everything starts internally when I can be internally compassionate for the mistakes that I've made in my life and I've made plenty. If I can't be internally compassionate for those parts of myself, it's very hard for me to be compassionate for other people. If I haven't held my trauma and my pain and the experiences I've been through and I haven't processed those, it's very hard for me to hold the pain of other people. And as men, I think we experience this in our relationship. We, we are often going out with, if you're in a um, heterosexual relationship, you're going out with a, a woman and you're experiencing her, you know, and, and she's often full of, you know, flavors and emotions and, um, you know, and she comes and she expresses those to you. And often as men, we don't know how to deal with that. We don't know how to deal with her emotions because we haven't dealt with our own emotions. And when we can deal with our own emotions, we can hold the space. We can, we can hold that masculine pillar of being able to hold a container for the shoals of emotions that may wash up upon us. And, you know, I, I hear that from a lot of men. Well, I, I don't want to be all emotional because then my, you know, my wife or my partner won't find me attractive because I'll, I'll, I'll be this emotional mess. That's not what it's about. That's a, that's a huge misunderstanding about what this work is about. This work is about dealing with taking responsibility and working with your own emotions in a coaching container, in therapy, in groups of men so that you can hold yourself, so that you can hold the world, so that you can hold your relationships, so that you can hold your family, so that you can hold your community. But you do that work with groups, with men, with therapists, with coaches, in support, so that you can be a greater man in the world. It's not so you're, you're going to be weeping and gushing to your partner every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night. No, you do that in support so that you can be that pillar. And when necessary, you can allow your partner into that world so she can understand what's going on for you. But you're taking a level of responsibility as a man in the world to hold that yourself. So she's not feeling like she's being your mother because you're taking responsibility, you're working through, you have that internal connection. And then you can share it from a place of um, conscious awareness 
intelligence of where you're going to open and reveal that where is it appropriate to have this conversation where should I and feel right to allow my partner in so she can hold this with me whilst understanding she's holding her own world at the same time you know how can we how can we share and hold ourselves intelligently we're not just talking about just letting ourselves completely go and fall apart and fall to pieces the space is for that but like, let's heal intelligently. Let's connect intelligently. Let's, you know, build our internal world, our connection to our hearts and our, and our spirits intelligently. And then let's begin to deploy and share that with the world so that we can bring more of our life, bring more of our energy, bring more of our passion, uh, bring more of our souls and spirits to this world. Because I think that's what we truly need. If we look at the rates of depression and isolation and meaninglessness and all of these things that are arising in our society, I think we need more heart, we need more soul, we need more spirit. And when more of us men and women can bring the best of ourselves to our world, that's what will change the world. We're not waiting on some miracle, some God or deity or some aliens to invade in order to have major change in this world. I think this change begins with us. We can't bypass the responsibility of what it means to be human and to bring forth the best in us so that we can bring more light and love and passion and compassion into the world. I think that's what's needed to really change the world that we're often looking at with despair and with pain. It's actually to, to find that internal connection within, to bring the best of yourself within. And then that's what will actually begin to change the world that we're seeing and we're looking at. And, and it begins with each of us. It begins with everyone who's listening to this podcast right now. It really is our responsibility, our duty, if we choose to pick that up, to become that man, become that person in the world. And, and I think that's what's needed more than ever. I don't know if that's what you see in, in your world, in your practice. Uh, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on that too, Graham. I see that in my own life. I've, I've, I've experienced going through the process of, you know, opening up past wounds and diving into negative self-talk uh, I've been through the process of being you know dejected about that being angry about that to forgiving myself about that and then continuing to 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 peel back the layers and then realizing that actually it's just a, a life's work to to let go of uh, conditioning to to let go of experience things that have happened to me and and my projections of those experiences and I find it to be the most fulfilling thing ever. I find it to be, um, you know, a, a, a series of exercises that the more connected I am to my internal world and the more I am honest with myself about what's going on in my internal world and, and learning tools and techniques as to how to bring that out into the world. Because like you said, it's not just about, you know, getting these downloads all this information and just chucking it out into the world and expecting whoever is around to try and hold it it's about learning how to like handle what comes up learning mm -hmm. how to like process the emotions learning how to like engage with uh the soul or the spirit and understand like what is what aspect of me is is trying to be realized here like how can i express this in a constructive way how can I express this in a way that it provides value and, 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 and purpose and meaning for, for, for others that may be on the journey? And that was really the, the whole process that led to me uh, becoming a coach that, you know, helps leaders and high achievers to, to really start to like create a fulfilling life. And, um, you know, that's kind of like the language that, 
that I would use. And yeah, it's uh, it really does help like deepen relationships. It comes with a great deal of pain because it means letting go of certain things that you know I've held dear for for a long time, and that takes the form of you know jobs, friendships, relationships, thought patterns. You know, like we're I'm fully aware that we gravitate towards what's safe regardless of whether it's good for us or not. And that includes behaviors of acting out thought patterns that are damaging and unhelpful to myself and people around me. And it takes a lot of work, but I I really, in my experience, I I can't think of a, a more worthy endeavor because it, I feel like it, I may, it encourages me and enables me to open up parts of my, identity that really just to use your words like enriches my life and yeah that's kind of where where I am at at the moment that's beautiful brother it's incredible that you've been able to transmute all all of those pains and do something that is purposeful and meaningful and now you're supporting other men and I don't know if you work with women but I know you're supporting others in the process of doing that that's beautiful brother and and I think you're so on point it's yes it's it's like how can we learn the skills and I truly believe that healing and transformation is a skill set I don't think it's this elusive idea I think there are genuine skills that we do and can learn I don't think it has to be this elusive spiritual transformational path I think there are real tools and skills just as we learn the skills in business I believe there are skills and tools that we can learn in the art of communication and the art of connection and the art of healing. And really what I think these house, what I think these really house into is the skill set of being human. You know, it's like the, it's like the the skills and the tools of how to how to truly live a really beautiful life um, as a human being. And I think we're revitalizing and bringing forth a lot of these ancient tools into modern times. And I, and I imagine humans have been working this out for not I imagine, I know that humans have been working out how to live these lives for thousands and thousands of years. And we're really getting to walk on the backs of giants, the shoulders of giants in this time. And, and, and there's really like a, a resurgence of this information. It's like, it's coming out from every corner of the internet. You know, you can't go on YouTube or Instagram with not coming across this information in some ways. And I really see that happening in our culture. I really see healing and transformation being the next wave. I don't know if you remember 10 years back, Graham, when you know fitness and health was not really a thing. If you remember 10, 15 years ago, it was like, you know, probably healthy to eat an Italian pizza or, you know, getting a uh, in England, it would be getting like a some type of healthy spaghetti bolognese for MS and Morrison's or Tesco or whatever. And, one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And th- that would be a healthy meal, right? But you know, fast forward 10 years a lot of new information comes out and we understand at least the knowledge of what it means to live a healthy life. We understand about carbohydrates and proteins and fats. We understand about, you know, glutens and the effects of certain foods that they have on our microbiome. And we understand about inflammation and how maybe milk and certain other products might have this effect on certain individuals. And that becomes a part of the collective knowledge. And now there's a gym on every corner. It used to be hard to find a gym 10, 15 years ago. And now there's a gym on every corner. Everyone has access to it. The information is there. Often the psychology and the support to actually get there, that's the piece that's, the piece that's often missing, which is often where our work comes in, is to actually work on the psychology to have people be able to actually use the tools that are there. 
that's another conversation. But I, my, my point being is that I believe in the next five to 10 years, healing and transformation will see an absolute huge spiking. And I believe it's going to become as popular as the gym on every corner, as gluten-free and vegan, you know, vegan pizza and food in every single restaurant and store that we go to. I, I believe that this work that we're doing right now is going to become something that is widely accessible and widely known. And I think it's really needed. I think so too. And I, the question that comes up for me is like, why do you think now we are seeing such an explosion of, of, uh, you know, deep inner work and, and, and healing and, and people, you know, just moving towards that as a, as a practice. There's many ways that I can answer this question. Um, from a practical perspective, um, I think there is a lot of pain on the planet right now. I think there is huge disconnection. Um, I think huge social media has connected us digitally. And I think it has highlighted our disconnection from one another. And I don't think it's necessarily created it. I think it highlighted where we maybe haven't been as connected. And now it's giving us the opportunity to see those pain and see those wounds. Like you mentioned before, Graham, we have to become aware of the pain before we can actually address it. And I think we're just becoming aware of our disconnection from ourselves, from the world, from the earth, and from our spiritual and our divine connection to soul, spirit, or whatever you want to reference that I have no attachment to what people's religious and spiritual beliefs are, but I do believe there are greater forces and energies at play that are a part of orchestrating the, the beauty of the intelligence of nature, the intelligence of life. Um, I would call it God and spirit at this point of my journey. I wouldn't have 10 years ago and I have my own relationship with that. But I do believe that's what we need. It's, it's a reconnection to ourselves, to soul, to spirit, to our hearts, to each other, to the world. And because of the disconnection that we're feeling right now, because of how our social structures have been ordered, um, and I think we're just at a stage where there is a death and a rebirth process in motion. I think we're in a collective death and rebirth process, both as a society, as a culture. And I think we're going into that phase right now. And I think what's needed are people like yourself to step into that arena, to be ready, to be ushers of that new world because it's needed. We need to reconnect. We need to connect to ourselves. We need to connect to each other. We need to connect to values. We need to connect to things that are meaningful and we need to bring those forth person by person. I'm responsible for bringing that forth within myself and every person listening is responsible for bringing something, bringing their soul, their spirit, their heart and bringing that into the world. And if we can all simply work on that, and it's not a simple task, it's an epic task, one that brings rich and rich and meaningful, um, it just brings richness and meaning into our lives as a byproduct of that venture in and of itself. But that venture in and of itself also has a wider impact on everything else because we're all touching each other. We're all connected both digitally and physically. And if we look at what happened with the global pandemic, you know, it takes one person to catch a flu and for that to be spread across the whole world. And I think if we can take that same principle and we can bring forth the best of ourselves and we can create a positive virus of sorts, we're all touching each other. We, we know that we're, we're, we're a few sneezes away. And, and I don't mean that in a crass way, but, but I mean that very literally. We, we are literally 
you know, we're, we're all breathing the same air and we're all sharing the same dialogue. We're all sharing conversation now faster and quicker than ever before. And I think that also gives us the opportunity to when we, when we do our inner work, when we transform, when we bring forth the best in ourselves, the ripple and, and effect of that is very quick in the society that we live in. It's very quick. So as you do your healing work, as you transform, that's instantly going to affect your life. It's instantly going to affect the people you're surrounded by. But because you're connected in this digital world as well, instantly, everyone you're connected in your digital space is going to feel that. They're going to sense that. It might just be in the new language you're using. It might be in the tone that you're speaking. Your warmth gets to come through and they'll feel that from you. And, and that has an impact that you may not necessarily get to see tangibly, but it does have an impact. I truly believe that. I, I believe so too, and you're very powerful words there, all of which all of which resonate. Thank you. The, the The question that comes up for me is that I would imagine there's going to be some people listening to this, like you know, and their intuition's firing away, and they're getting the chills, and they're like, "All oh, right, okay, I'm, you know, this is this is where I'm at." And anyone that's still here at this point is is absolutely on the path, or or about to step on the path, and for anyone that might be listening and is like, and I, I expect that you, you've been here and I'll ask you about your journey in a moment. I know I've been here, but for anyone who's just like, I don't know where to start with this. Like, I don't know anyone in my circle that is, is, is going to resonate with this. And just, they're, they're just feeling really alone at the thought mm -hmm. of like starting out on this long journey. What would you say to someone who's there? Mm-hmm. It's a great question. I would say get around people immediately that are on the same journey as you. It's like, if you want to get fit, what would you do? You'd probably go to the gym. You'd probably, you know, you'd go somewhere where there are other people who are getting fit. And two, three weeks later, you'd probably meet a friend there. If you're open and, you're, and you have that intention, you want to meet a friend at the gym, you'll meet a friend at the gym. You'll talk to someone, you're doing squats, they're doing squats, they need someone to spot them and you step in in that moment, you have a little chat and you see them next week and two, three weeks later, you're going out for a coffee together and, and, and you've made a friend. The same happens, the same, if you just apply that same mentality to this new field and endeavor, there's nothing special about the inner work. And I mean that it is special and it's amazing, but it's just the same as everything else. It's like, if you want to go, if you, it's like learning jujitsu or learning how to get fit or learning about cooking or learning about these different elements and areas of life. And yes, it ties in many of those things. And, and I believe it's a beautiful foundation, which touches everything. I think the, the most powerful thing about the inner work is that it touches everything. If you want to improve every single area of your life, do the inner work and improve yourself. And every single area of your life will begin to transform your work, your relationships, your health. Everything is touching because it's touching you. And when you can change your heart and your core, everything else begins to benefit from that too. So just know that as you go on this pursuit, everything else is going to benefit from that. So start by finding the people that are on that pursuit with you. So, you know, like you shared, Graham, you're in a men's group. You know, I have my own men's group. Get, get, you know, get around other people that are doing the work. Go to a yoga class or a Qigong class or find some personal development seminars or workshops that are in your area. You know, go on, you know, Google and look up, you know, what's happening in your area that is linked to personal development. There will be all sorts, especially if you're in a major city. Um, there's, you know, there's things happening everywhere. So find other groups, get amongst other people that are doing it 
and create your own WhatsApp group or something. Have your own little support group. If, if, if someone else hasn't created it yet, take responsibility and be the person that is going to create that. You know, be the person that is actually going to put that together. You know, you can take responsibility for that too. And you can gather people. Um, so get around other people, join a group, join a, a Facebook group, an Instagram group, whatever is necessary so that, you know, you can have those people in your life because it, we really are walking this path together. We really are in this together. And if you can find people who are walking the journey with you, it's going to be 10 times, a hundred times easier as I'm sure you probably experienced too, right? Yeah, I, I agree. And I don't think this is a journey that can be undertaken alone. I think it's, I think it's necessary to do it with support um, alongside people that are on the same path. So yeah, just to, just to echo that, uh, that, you know, I think it, it can feel lonely. It can feel difficult to be in a space where you just don't know where to start. But the same could be applied for any journey. And I think most people have got an experience in their life of being at the, the start of a path somewhere, whether it's starting out at school or getting some certification or starting out in a job and then achieving success. We've all been there. We've all been at the start of a journey. And this is this is no different. It's, it's such a, a popular... Uh, topic there are so many people out there and I was just saying this to someone the other day that you know it's um it's amazing that we live in a world now where you can you can find people all over the internet doing things that uh, you know offering things that will help you grow in some way um you know there's so many free uh, resources out there from coaches and uh, and people out there that are just looking to help and it's like just like you said, like set your world up with uh, resources and people that are on the same journey as you. Ideally, some people a little bit further down the path, but just, you know, like get on the pathway, you know, just keep trying to face in the right direction. So mm -hmm. thank you for that. Very, very insightful, very helpful. In yeah. terms of uh, your journey, Rick, um, I'd love to know the, I can tell what well, that you speak from a place of, of someone that's done all of this work and, and that's kind of like what makes you such a powerful authority on this topic what was your what was your journey like to to doing the the work that you do now and and, and how did you find your way here where do you want me to jump off from anything that you want to share from your from your past that you think was sort of like pivotal when you look back mm -hmm. and think yeah that was the yeah that was the inspiration for me to get into this line of work Mm. I think it's one of those, it's, it's like one of those interesting ideas. It's like, I could share one pivotal moment and there, there are a few of those, but really there's like, there's many pivotal moments that I can only now see looking back that there was many kind of, you know, forces that happened, experiences that happened that all kind of interwoven and throughout time eventually began to make sense. But there were some really big pivotal moments that happened and the reason that I share that piece is because we often think it's this linear journey. As human beings, we love to think in, in, in a linear manner because it, it's simpler to communicate like that. But I really want to point at the fact that your journey might not be linear and it might not make sense for a while. And there might be some levels of uncertainty as things come together. And I wish someone had kind of shared that with me a little bit more and, and allowed me to know that it is not a linear journey, that there might be many ups and downs and weavings. And you might be trying to deny a path that's really meant for you for some time. And 
but that that denying of the path is eventually what builds the the enough momentum that you actually cave in and can no longer do it so eventually you you end up following that pursuit so i do think it's more of a of a of, of a meandering i think there's more of a of a, a, a there's more chaos to the path than we maybe like to admit um but there certainly has been some pivotal moments and, and a few of those pivotal moments for me were you know really you know in my teen years i was just chronically disconnected you know i i was completely unaware of how i was um experiencing reality i had no context that my experiences that I went through both as a child, I didn't have an experiential context that they were actually impacting my behavior and my mood and how I was experiencing and perceiving reality. I hadn't unwoven any of those pieces yet, but I did still have a sense that this would all make sense. I did still have this connection or this inner guiding voice that was almost like it was there the whole time. And it was guiding me towards certain people. And, and eventually it, it led me to an experience where, you know, I had this incredible kind of out of body near death experience that had me really reevaluate my life in a way that completely transformed me. And, and that led me to, you know, getting into the gym, into health, into fitness, which led me into personal development, which, you know, ended me up building a business that I, that I, that I really thought was going to be the be all and end all. I thought, you know, once I created this business and, and, and had wealth and had status that my life was going to be incredible. And, and, and by the time I was 24, 25, I had created that and realized that it was deeply unfulfilling and wasn't meaningful to me and had to completely reevaluate myself, which meant a complete destruction of sorts. Like there was a complete death of self that had to happen. And, you know, it sounds easy to walk away from a career path or to a life that you have built that has resources and status, but it's painful to walk away from some, like, if you're like, you know, you see this from athletes, right? You see this from professional athletes and then they, they, they get an injury and then they end up depressed, you know, two, three months later when they, when they're no longer in the sport, because they had all of this, you know, um, connection in a sense from them being this athlete and to walk away from something that's more to, to create something that's more meaningful really is a task. It means a letting go of your identity, a letting go of so many parts and pieces that you probably value that didn't truly serve you, but you have to let them die. I had to let those versions of myself die in order to create something new, in order to create a soil that was actually going to create a nourishing and fulfilling life for me. And, and, and it was the, just the willingness to allow myself to move through that process that you know, and there was many deaths and rebirths that have happened. And I do not believe for a second that my deaths and rebirths are over. I, I believe that there are many deaths and rebirths that we go through before we actually hit the final death. And I think that's a life well lived. I think if you've died many times in your life and been reborn, mm -hmm. I think that is truly a, a life well lived. And that's really what I'm here for is to allow more of my soul, my spirit, my heart to come through to be of greater service, to bring more value to, you know, the world and to others in, in any way that I can in my life. And that's really where I'm trying to and working on aligning my compass and aligning my life. And the more I do that, the more I have to confront and face myself, you know, and, and, and the more I get to transform and, and, and give to others at that same time, it's this beautiful kind of virtuous cycle that you can find yourself in versus this, you know, maybe more, uh, 
downward spiral uh uh, uh that's not the right word but a, a downward spiral nonetheless you know and, and i think we what we want to be creating is upward spirals how can we create how can i create more upward spirals in my life and what needs to be let go of in order for me to to move up and to create those positive experiences positive yeah. uh, values positive businesses positive relationships in my life yeah thank you for sharing so much of your your personal journey there and and you know going through that at 24 25 kind of having all of that success and, and being willing to to let go of that you know i'm sure has taken a lot of courage a lot of leaps of faith and you know it's inspiring to hear you say that you accept that you know the deaths and rebirths will, will just keep coming to to some degree and treating them as you know continual processes as opposed to singular events or, or these things that just happen a few times and really leaning into that mindset of, uh, of transformation because you know i always say that we're we're changing anyway you know you're mm. you're, you're going to change you know in a year or two from now you're going to be different it's just a case of whether you're in the driving seat of that whether you're intentionally changing towards you know a life or becoming a person that's more aligned with who you are and what you want or whether you're going to just be leave it up to chance or whether you're going to be guided by society and the, and the world around you and your current perceptions of the world personally i'd rather be in the, the, the driving <laughs> seat to to the extent that i can be and then um you know surrendering where necessary i'm with you on that i'm fully with you on that yeah that's to being on the driving seat to being on the driving seat for sure and you know, I think just, just to quickly add to that, it links into the seasons of life. Like we've got to remember we are a part of nature and, and we've maybe got out of touch with that in our modern world, but we are a part of nature. And in all nature, there are cycles. There are, there are seasons, you know, we have, you know, we're coming into winter now. Things are going to get colder. Then we're going to move into spring. So out of death comes a, a rebirthing of spring. And then we get to move into the, the, the heat and the fire of summer, which brings at first mass amounts of life but then the sun gets too hot and eventually things have to begin to fall again. And, and we move into fall, into autumn. And then autumn, you know, the, 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 everything falls from the trees and there's kind of this beautiful beginning into the, the, the death of winter, which happens. And then that allows life to continue back into spring. And I think as human beings, we go through these cycles as well. So we're always going through, you know, these different cycles of, 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 of rebirthing, of springing into new life, of, blossoming into full summer and then again eventually dying again to be reborn and i think many myths uh and religious stories also point at this same metaphor because i believe this metaphor exists throughout nature it's a it's a symbolic idea which i think we can all resonate with because it's true it's true in our lives and i think that's the beauty of archetypes and myth is that they point at deeper truths and i think we've often got out of touch with some of these deeper truths which actually connect us to more intrinsic and connective meaning and my point being is that you know it's good to know where you're at in that so that you know that if you're in a winter right now awesome you know you're you're, you're due a spring soon keep going if you're in spring beautiful and enjoy the blossoming because you're coming into summer and it's going to be in full bloom so enjoy the full bloom while you can you know enjoy the the, the riches or the more connection or the, the more outward expression that you have right now and, and, and enjoy it, take full, you know, and enjoy the, the, the experience of that as you go through it and, and just know that maybe that at some point that will die in a sense as well. And um, 
you'll have to go through that process for something else to be reborn. And, and I think just knowing that the seasons are there and, and knowing where you are in your own season allows us to know what's coming. If you just either keep going or enjoy where you're at and just knowing that even where you're at when it's brilliant and beautiful and blooming, that also a death will come and that's okay because that's only going to lead to another blooming. Yeah, I love that. I love that, the seasons, and just really points to just having faith that the world is is unfolding for you wherever you are on the, the journey or wherever you are in the in the in the growth process you know i was just um talking today to, to someone about you know physically being on point or physically being a little bit out of shape and you could be mentally out of shape and you can be emotionally out of shape mm. you can see be spiritually out of shape as well this is when we kind of well, like we lose that faith we lose the connection to the idea that the world is happening for us or that we lose faith in our abilities to be able to get ourselves out of the situation that we're in or, or, or go through and it's about mm. really kind of like maintaining that spiritual fitness to keep us in that place of faith to keep us in that space where we can mm. just you know go through whatever season we're in know that you know positive change is coming Mm, I love that. I love that idea. And as you were sharing that, I'm just like, it makes sense, right? It's like, I'm, I'm thinking back to the times in my life, Graham, where I was out of shape spiritually. I was out of shape emotionally. And, or I was out of shape physically or financially in all of these things. If, if we're not working on these areas and, 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 and having practices where these are built into our lives, it's like, what would happen if you stopped going to the gym or you stopped eating well? How long would it take you to get out of shape? Mm. wouldn't take long right four weeks eight weeks yeah. yeah you're going to be out of shape pretty quick the same goes for our emotional life obviously as well right and the same goes for our spiritual life so if it's not built into your daily practice if you haven't found a way yet to to build this in then it's likely going to fall off or it could be a weekly practice it might not be you might not be in a phase where you're doing it daily but we i think we need to have these pieces built into our life to actually create a healthy life and if we look back at societies that lived well we would have the, you know, there would be a religious element built into whether it be church on Sundays or whatever different, you know, piece that might have been to help allow that more symbolic, uh, higher nature part of ourselves as these incredible angel monkeys that we are uh, to, to, to come through, you know, we'd, we'd at least have some connection to it through the communities and the society we're living on but that's gone now right so now you've got to make sure that you you've got your own spiritual practice whatever that is it really it could be nature could be your god um but as long as it's not money or politics you're going to be healthier um and and and, and, and having a spiritual connection having an emotional connection you know if, if you don't use the skills of connecting with other human beings and connecting with yourself you know it's one week if you if you put someone in console you know consolatory confinement for a while and they're disconnected or we remove someone socially we're, we're going to know pretty quick their social skills are going to start deteriorating we probably all experienced that with COVID, right like um you know we didn't speak to people in the real world and we all went out for the first time and we're all just like super awkward like i remember going for handshakes and i'm fist pumping and and uh <laughs> it was just grabbing why, I was, it was yeah people grabbing my fist. It, was a, it was a nightmare right but but uh, you know i was socially awkward because i i i've been out of practice mm. I've been able to practice connecting with people. And I, and I think what's beautiful, what you're pointing at as well, Graham, is that we need to build these practices into our life so that we're spiritually fit, emotionally fit, financially fit. You know, we, 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 you know, all of these areas of our life are 
being practiced. And then we're maybe in certain seasons where we're really practicing certain ones. So this season might be right. I'm, I'm maintaining these other areas by doing something once a week or once bi-weekly or at least once a month. <laughs> and I'm really focusing on this one area right now. I'm really going to skill up and tool up in this one area because that's what I feel I get the most growth from. And then you go on that journey and then maybe you put that back to being of less priority, but you still maintain it. Just like we have to maintain our fitness, we have to maintain our health. You might go through a big fitness transformation where you have to lose 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, but you don't revert back to you know, eating McDonald's and Burger King and, and fast food and junk food five, six, seven times a week and no longer going to the gym. Otherwise, it's evident that you're going to get out of shape. You have to maintain that new lifestyle. So I love that you kind of pointed at that because I think it's so true. It's like we need to keep these elements and areas of our life moving and growing as we continue. Otherwise, we're going to get unfit. I love that. Yeah, that's really, really beautifully put. Thank you. Well, Rick, I can't think of a more wonderful note to close this out on. And uh, I know that people will be uh, really keen to stay in touch. So, so let us know, where can people connect with you? So the, the best places to connect with me right now um, are Instagram. So Instagram is a great place. Um, I'm posting just like little nuggets of content on there. Um, it's also where we're connected and how we met Graham, which is awesome. Um, so I am Rick William. That would be a great place for people to connect and send a message, send a DM. If there are any parts of this that were interesting to you or you have any questions, um, I respond to all of my comments, all of, all of my DMs myself. That is not my team. So if you are speaking to me, that is me. Um, so I am Rick William would be the place. And also YouTube is um, uh, an area where you can find me as well. And it's just Rick William on YouTube. And there's YouTube shorts on there. And there's also longer videos too. And I can vouch for, for all of that. I know you um, found me... Uh, beavering away and you're very engaged crowd and you know chatting to people and it was really good to like get you know speak to people in the comments because everyone's like really commenting on your stuff and coming up with some really good stuff and then you kind of very kindly reached out and we sparked up a connection such a you know there's so much negative talk around social media these days but you know this conversation is a is a real testament to what social media can be if we use it intentionally and we use it as a method of of connection which it can be you know this is testament to that and you know like bringing that intention to to uh, our interactions on social media can be can be really special so and you have a wonderful page so yeah i really vouch for anyone um that's wants to connect with you on there you got some great content i find it really inspiring so yeah just leaves me to say thank you for your time i uh, really appreciate you really appreciate the work that you're doing uh, i i could not think of a more valuable thing to be doing in the world than, than what you're doing so yeah just keep being you and i'll and i'll keep uh i'll keep uh you know thank being a fan and thank you so much brother and, and exactly the same back to you man we're walking the same path and you know we're, we're all here to to do our bit and i think it's beautiful the work that you're doing and anyone who's listening at this point like thank you because we truly are all walking this path together so thank you for listening um thank you for being a part of this conversation and 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 yeah, like it's it's not easy work that we're doing. We are bringing something new to our communities, to our lives from from doing this type of work. So I just want to commend anyone who's doing that because I know it takes courage. So thank you to everyone listening to. Okay, here to that as well. See you soon, buddy. <laughs>